Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 293. My name is Brando, and today I wish I was there. I've never been to Las Vegas, Philip or Mike. I've never been there. I'm not a gambling person, uh, but still, I it's Vegas. You got to go. So we're going to review Vegas today. So we'll just do it in order of the people who volunteered. I hope you guys understand. As I put out there, as we do these review episodes, I mean, I've been blown away, really, uh, of just people reaching out to me, whether it's any of the social media, any of the email, just saying, hey, you know, I'd like to talk about this uh, episode and, and fans that I've never heard of, you know, from before, which always makes me feel good. Makes me, and I tweeted this on the new Twitter at the AFD podcast. Got to put that out there. Uh, you, the new listener, though, the ones I just find out about mean as much as the ones that have been there since day one. So it's, it's, it's humbling. So I appreciate it. So uh, Michael Duvall, I appreciate So I don't know if your name is French, but I wanted to pronounce it with an accent. It's all good. Uh, I, I'm not dyslexic, so I can't read your background. Oh, is that the, uh, the set list set behind list you? Show, yeah. yeah <laughs> with, the, with the lithograph. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So, you know what? That's a good spoiler alert as I've been yelled at many times by my former friend. I mean, excuse me, former co-host, current friend, Ian Scotto. Uh, I hope that wasn't a Freudian slip. He gets mad when I tweet the set list and, and, and maybe we'll, we'll, so spoiler, we're not going to go like set, you know, song by song, the set list today is what we review. But, you know, if there's spoilers, just be aware. Ian, be aware if you're watching this episode. So Michael reached out to me on Facebook. Uh, what's your shirt, man? It's like old school Chinese era. Yeah, it's old Chinese democracy. Yeah. Nice. I have behind me. I'm afraid to knock anything over, but it's that, I don't know, that, that lion guy. Uh, yeah. Let me see if I can move my mic. That that lion kind of guy. Oh yeah. Nice. It was oh, the nice. old t-shirt. It was the old t-shirt, but I cut it off and I put it on the back of a, of a denim jacket because I'm a poser, but also oh, the, shirt, the shirt didn't fit. So I was like, let me try something with this. That's good, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and also who reached out to me as we we're recording this, I'm going to put it out the same day. So uh, today is the last day of August. Wow. Uh, so Philip, uh, Excuse me if I mispronounce it. Zhang? Yep, you got it. Oh, very cool. So Philip Zhang reached out to me yesterday on Instagram with your very delicious amount of uh, followers. And I don't say that as a creep. You're, you're a food guy. Uh, so you're like, hey, you probably have a, you're probably going to do an episode you already did, did already. I'm like, you know what? Hop on with Mike. Let's do this. And Because you, you seem really eager to talk about GNR. And that's a lot of the points of why I do these review episodes, not just to talk about the shows, but to give the fan experience. You know? Yeah. I'm right. super stoked to be on. Um, I mean, Guns N' Roses is my favorite band of all time. And I, and my circle of friends and even my wife, like I never talk about Guns N' Roses with anybody. So this is a real treat and uh, shout out to my brother, Austin for turning me on to this podcast in the first place. And 
I love it. I love your work and I'm super happy to be on. Thank you. That, that means a lot. I, I appreciate that. I, that's something I don't ask too often is how you, how you find us, how you find the podcast, because that's as, as someone who comes from traditional radio, if you want to call it that, I guess, you know, FM, uh, I'm like, how do you find a podcast? That's why I, I told Ian at the beginning, I thought it was stupid. Like wh- who would care? Like, why would people listen to this Guns N' Roses themed podcast? And uh, I find myself, Ian wanting to come on and be a guest now and, and doing it. And I was telling you guys beforehand, you know, this helps me too, doing this. This makes me happy. Uh, it's not just talking to rock stars. And before it gets lost, we'll have to talk about some ro- upcoming rock star uh, interviews uh, before we go into the Vegas thing. It's talking to you guys on social media, on here. I mean, yeah, I talked to my fiance about Guns N' Roses now, but if you know the podcast, she's she's leaving. I got to wake up. So tomorrow is Wednesday. I probably got to wake up. I mean, I wake up early sometimes for the morning show like I did on Monday at 3 a.m. But for her, I got to drive her to the airport, be there at like 5 a.m. because she's going to Seattle to go see uh, Dave Matthews for three days. Or she's going leaving for a week that she's going to explore. But she's going to see Dave Matthews for three days in a row. This is a thing that's happening. So, I mean, I Did you see Dave her. Matthews yet? I, I, I half saw him. There okay. was, it was before the pandemic and it was at Jones beach. If you're familiar with that venue on long Island, right on the beach, obviously. And it was like a monsoon. And after eight songs, they called it. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, I was, told, I was ready to go home. I got it. I, 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 I understand what Dave was about. I don't think he's already. What's that, Mike? The partial refund at least. Did you get the whole set? <laughs> they they would give you so they for the makeup date, and I couldn't make the makeup date, so oh. she just gave it to one of her friends because I'm like I. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to go again uh, this year, and I'm gonna wear again also my Guns N' Roses shirt, which is what I did uh, last time. <laughs> I gotta find. Sorry to keep going on tangents, but I saw one other guy with the Guns N' Roses shirt at Dave Matthews and he was like some 70 year old dude. So it's see, see Phil and Mike. I, that's why I need you to come on this podcast. I just, <laughs> I don't have anyone to talk about it with. So thank you for reaching out. So before, again, we go into all your stuff and, and Vegas, uh, Matt Sorum, the interview that I was going to have on the sixth is postponed uh, TBD to be decided. Um, it's just going to happen. I mean, the, the guy's got a newborn. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. So it, it's, Postponed is not canceled. I mean, he's uh, people make a jokes uh, on online, like, you know, because me and my issues with trying to get GNR interviews. Uh, no, 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 no. This is uh, it's just, it's just being postponed. This is one of those. And that's why I don't like announcing them beforehand. There's part of me that doesn't. But I wouldn't get questions. I wouldn't give you a part of the interview. I wouldn't get you guys to be co-hosts for episodes like Brain or Tommy Stinson and, and things like that. So that's why. I mean, you see it all the time on a night, those nightly shows to tonight show, or any of those, they announced the week of guests. So it happens. I'm a little bummed, but we'll, as soon as I know, you'll know, as the kids say. But what I do know, uh, Jerry Cantrell, I had confirmation. I spoke to the publicist yesterday. We had confirmation. I mean, as Axel says, nothing is confirmed but his love of Taco Bell, he tw- as he tweeted famously. But so because things happen. Yeah, but. All, all intents and purposes, yeah, we'll all be talking to Jerry Cantrell on the phone, on the phone for like 20, 30 minutes tomorrow. Uh, but that is then. 
this is now I've never been to Vegas. Closest I've been is my brother Cameron buying me an official uh, Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights T-shirt on the strip and bringing it home for me. That's it. So who who's actually from? No, neither of you are from Vegas. So obviously you guys don't know each other. I, I love that part of it that you I want to get your both different perspectives. So Michael, first, where did you? Where were your seats? Actually, no, where are you coming? Sorry, where did you come from? Because not El, you... El Paso, Texas. Right now, I'm from DC, but live in El Paso. Okay, so years. how far is El Paso from from Vegas? Well, it's like an hour and a half flight, but driving wise, probably be closer to like. Uh, I've never driven it. It's like an hour and a half, hour forty minute flight. Okay, <laughs> and was that the furthest you've traveled for for GNR? Um. No, I did SoCal. I did LA and San Diego. And I actually, I, actually, I drove 10 hours once. I drove El Paso to, to Denver, Colorado. And I also drove oh. El Paso to San Antonio for Guns N' Roses. Oh, all right. You're a seasoned honestly, my veteran. Very first film, sorry, my very first one was in 2012. I was a late concert goer for GNR. But I flew from um, El Paso. Uh, my family is in Virginia still. So I flew to Virginia. I know I saw them in Silver Spring, Maryland at the Up Close and Personal Tour in 2012. So I guess okay. that was the furthest flight was. Still, you're... I mean, you've still gotten uh, around. I, I, I guess I'll put it like that. That I find interesting. I saw them. I saw their rare tour in 02 before they it was canceled. But for the fans that have seen them for the up close and personal tour, there's something about the bond between the fans and the band at that time. You know, I guess hence the name of the tour that they've just seen so many shows to make up like for all this, you know, the, the pre GNR or, you know, break up. Like it's just, it just seems like, so it's very cool. So yeah, I want to get your concert history and then see where this Vegas show ranked for you. Uh, but Philip, you're, you're not from Vegas, but you live in Vegas now. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in Boston. Um, that's where I became GNR became my favorite band listening to WAF and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, and yeah, my first show was changed my life December 6th, uh, 1991. It was Gilby's second show. Uh, first time they played breakdown and it just, uh, yeah, I've been a fan ever since. Well, that's cool. You must've liked the uh, mistress Carrie episode when we had her. (laughs) Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Great throwback. And I love that. Boston. Um, Yeah. Despite your baseball team, it's a great town. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and then I also saw them in 93 on St. Patty's day in Boston garden. And then it wasn't until 2002. We, I think we were at the same show, Brando, the MSG show. Oh, you weren't um, there. I saw them again. Yeah. So, Where were you for, for that show? Where were your seats? I was in the, I was on the floor, kind of in the back. So was I. Uh, yeah. Stage, uh, stage left. Yeah. We probably sat next to each other or uh, the only person I remember, <laughs> he looked like, I don't know if you guys are, it's always sunny in Philadelphia fans. But you know, when Charlie Day, he dresses up like an American badass with the all denim and he has the American flag uh, uh, you know, bandana. I guess I remember somebody looking like that being like, Rocket Queen, I'm going to cry. This is my favorite song. <laughs> That's what I remember. I wish that were me. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you know what? So Phil, since you've given us your uh, itinerary of GNR shows. Michael, you said your first one was the up close and personal. What other shows have you been to? Okay, I did that one. And then number two was um, Arizona 2016, the first leg. 
2017 was an awesome year for me because I, I drove to Denver. Of course, the local one here in El Paso. That was 10 minutes down the street. That was awesome. <laughs> and see, um, then I drove to San Antonio the two days later for that one. And I'm divorced. My kids live in San Diego. So it lined up perfectly, whereas I was visiting for Thanksgiving. So I surprised them, took them in GNR on Friday at the Staples Center. I took them back Sunday. I hung out for a couple of days. I saw Steel Panther, the Roxy on Monday, and then GNR Tuesday, San Diego, and then Wednesday at the Forum, the last two shows of the, of the third, third U.S. leg of the tour. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Of course, I, like I, did, I didn't tell my ex I was taking the kids. I, just, I didn't tell her. Just I let them tell her afterwards. She got all, all crappy at me. It was, it was a good experience. <laughs> well, what a cool moment to see it with your kids. I mean, yeah, it was a... Experience-wise, it was awesome. Our seats were high. We were high up because it was, it was three of us. I mean, it was pricey, but it was awesome. How old were they at the time? Uh, was it nine and 11? Nice. Good yeah. ages. I like yeah. that. And I and also bought the... I got here most day hearing protection. So, I mean, I, I did my due diligence. All the nights before, hey, guys, am I a bad dad? He was like, no, just get hearing protection. Everyone was giving me advice. So, I was like, okay, I'm not <laughs> the only one. Cool. <laughs> right on. Right. And for those of, that aren't watching the episode on Zoom, I want to, you know, put respect to your, your Axl Rose porn mustache. I, I like it very much. <laughs> Thank you, sir. No, you rock it. I do. I do. I, I do mean cool. that from the heart. Uh, so you. then we know you're welcome. So we know Mike had some traveling to do. Phil, you being some from Vegas, how far did you have to go to get? I to, live uh, maybe 12 minutes from the stadium. Nice. So, yeah. And then, uh, sorry, I just wanted to go into the shows just a little bit. I mean, sure. Being, living in Vegas has been one of the greatest things ever because of Axel's, you know, affection for Vegas and all the residency shows he did at the Hard Rock. Um, I was at the last show at the Hard Rock that was that featured the the Ashba, uh, Bumblefoot, Stinson lineup, and then yeah, I mean the first show in 2016, the first two shows uh, after the the Trudeau show were just like the greatest moments, some of the greatest musical moments of my life. So I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that because those are you know what as we do these review shows it's got given me ideas for things that i should have done a long time ago to do review shows of those you know those you know legendary house of blues shows things like that and yeah i'm jealous those are the things i would go to vegas for to, to, to kind of kick off what i uh to reiterate what i kicked off with that yeah i'm not a big gambler you know i i play fantasy football maybe not this year I think my friends finally just said enough. None of all, they all have kids. None of them pay attention. They've all given up, but I, I, I was not a gambler, but so I would see the shows if I live near Vegas or if I had the means, if I was as cool as, as Mike to travel like all like this, then yeah, I would go to Vegas all the time to see them. Cause yeah, they've had legendary shows there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah plenty of stuff to do in Vegas without gambling now. And there's just so much. So um, yeah, if you ever come on down, I'd be happy to host you and take you to some great restaurants. I appreciate that. Thank you. And so that leads me to ask then, since you are more of the Vegas veteran, I guess. I mean, well, Mike, was that your first time in Vegas or was this your first time? Well, second time, actually. I forgot to mention, um, in 2019, I was the last two shows in Vegas in November. First and second, I was at those okay. as well. I assume he was as well. Yep. <laughs> See, I, I love that. The, the connecting, like, yeah, there's a sea of people. You know who you go with or if you go solo, but you have share experiences because you look around people. We're all singing along together, but you don't know them. So these are, you know, especially now with everyone with a mask on. Yeah, so, those Coliseum shows were really special just because it was a smaller venue and yeah. and see them play Shadow of Your Love and all that stuff was really cool. Yeah, I want them to put that back in the set list. I know, I me too. <laughs> they played Dead Horse Boat. It was nice too. That was cool. Yep. Mm. What song was that? I'm sorry, I, I did miss that. 
Dead Horse, they played both, uh, both Horse. in Vegas last, uh, in 2019. Nice. Okay. We yeah, think, see. Well, played this time, but. You know, I'll, I'll say this. I just spoke to the, um, the, the rep uh, for, or one of the publicists for Wolfgang Van Halen. And he's, he's been to some shows, obviously. And he's like, they, it's like everyone is like, it's just getting along and, and it's such a, a great mood. And everyone's just like in such a great, having a, a great time where everyone's, uh, I don't know. It's just like, this is just a great tour to keep using that word. I can't think of another adjective at this moment, but I want more adjectives from you because Philip has the, um, I guess more of the Vegas veteran, obviously I wouldn't even say, yes, you are more of the Vegas veteran. You've seen them all these different venues, but this would be the first time in this new venue. Yeah. And what yeah. made me think of a, a Wolfgang and Mammoth now, because of all those headlines, those clickbait headlines that Guns N' Roses was the first rock band to play. It's a legion state, uh, stadium, right? Yeah. Uh, no, technically it would be Mammoth WVH, right? Technically. Right. So no respect, no respect. So I acknowledge that Mammoth Wolfgang, the first rock band ever to play a legion stadium. So, how how is it? How is that stadium? I because obviously I have no idea. Yeah, so I've actually been there twice before. I did a tour of the stadium, and then I did a. I was there for a special uh, dinner event. Oh, and the stadium's beautiful. I mean, the locker rooms where Axel posted the the pictures of the those uh, jerseys, Raider jerseys. Um, yeah, I kind of is just a small glimpse into just how amazing the 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 venue is, and uh, I was a little worried about what was going to happen during the show, because I don't know if you heard uh, a week before it was uh, WWE SummerSlam, which was a literal shit show as <laughs> the, uh, the POS system crashed. So no one could buy anything because it's a cashless menu. And then toilets started overflowing uh, all over the venue. I didn't know this. <laughs> I'm a wrestling fan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there were people who were chanting, we want beer, we want beer. And uh so I was a little worried uh, uh, about what was going to happen during this show. Huh. Okay. Wow. I can't believe I didn't hear that. So now I, I now I understand what you say by literal shit show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awful. All right. So then you, you had your worries, but I guess, I don't know. I guess when you, you start something, you're going to have your, your little kinks, but you can't. I'm sorry. Axel's not going to put up with it. No, you know? no. Uh, but the, I mean, they set it up great. Um, venue was awesome. And I love that it's, you know, super close to my place. So did you both get there early enough to see uh, Mammoth? I did, yeah. They were awesome. I was looking forward to that. I'd never seen them before. And that was one of the acts I was looking Because um, the openers of GNR are hit or miss, but I was definitely looking forward to Wolfgang. That... Okay. Any, uh, any like, his highlights there? Because I know we're all kind of learning the album. but it's... I caught the set list from the guitar player. That was a pretty good highlight. Oh, nice. I like that. I, uh, in addition, because I mean, everybody and their mother wants to interview Wolfgang, but I got to get Frank Sidoris on the show. I mean, that's just one of those overdue. And, uh, and Todd Kearns is down to do the episode with him. So that would be cool to kind of get part of, you know, the conspirators on the, uh, on the show. But again, that's, that's, awesome, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Just putting it out there in the, uh, in the ether. And by the way, if there's a, a dog attacking you or a child, and uh, that's okay. Sorry. So I saw it. I turned, that's the problem with video. I, I get distracted. Drink grabbing beer. That's long. Oh, that's, <laughs> enjoy yourself. Sit back, relax. That's what I want. So, so all right, cool. Yeah, so, I had a fucking ahead, story with uh with getting into the stadium. They actually uh, closed off my section the, mm. where I purchased a ticket. So I need they 
I needed to go to Will Call, which was a gigantic line, to get a new ticket uh, to go back into the show. Wow. Yeah, so it took me over an hour to get in. And I could not believe, you know, with the e-tickets and everything, couldn't they just, like, move my seat on online or on the app instead of doing giving me a hard ticket and not explaining to me that it was on the floor and I need to go somewhere else to get a bracelet and all this other crazy shit. So I thought that was pretty unorganized. And I only caught maybe last three songs of, uh, of Mammoth. Yeah. Wait, wait, not... You got a hard ticket? So I had an e-ticket. And then when I scanned it, the security, they're like, you need to go to will call, you know, something's happened with your seat. Um, and then they, I stood in this gigantic line for like 45 minutes. And then they gave me a, a hard ticket uh, onto the floor uh, later on. Yeah, but it was it was really, yeah, I was super pissed off by the time I got to the seat. Me too, man. Yeah, really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Do they say why your original section was closed off? Well, the place wasn't sold out. I mean, I, I would say maybe 80, 80%. What do you think, Michael? 85? Well, from the, um, during Wolfgang, they started gradually trickling in. I mean, I'm thinking people might have been in your boat too where they were kind of delayed getting in. But yeah. I mean, the... The upper decks look kind of empty. I mean, kind of spacious. But then, as as it came time to for GNR to come on, I noticed it was filling in pretty deep. So, yeah, I think at the count, I didn't look up the the, the attendance, but yeah. So I always use usually try to get a, a seat uh, as close to the floor, but still having a seat on Slash's side. Gotcha. Um, but for some reason, they just decided to close off that section. Everyone I was sitting with on the floor uh, was from that section. Was it obstructive view, maybe? Because I know there was one section kind of there towards the, I guess the walls here, and you're kind of like, maybe that was the issue. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just guessing. I don't know. But it wasn't a better seat per se, but it was still fine. I mean, as soon as the It's So Easy kicks off, like, I don't care anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> Michael, did you have any issues like that with your seat? Where were you? No, while I was in the pit, I actually, uh, I, for me, I was actually kind of lazy. I, I rolled up in the Uber like at 445. I got in line in the second, the, gates open i got in and just ran right to the pit um actually i was um you know margo from fan spot yes um, I, I said hi to her I said, hey how you doing i was like hey where is the do you know where the stickers are she goes hey can you go get mine for me i was like so i went and got me i went to the merch booth got me and her the stickers of the passport and then she held me a spot right behind her on the rail so there's like margo in the front uh, right on the rail and me right behind her and we're like dead center slightly left so i'm right between um axel and duff and like dead shot to izzy so like, it's it's freaking awesome photos nice Cool. Man, one of these days, I'll, I know I don't even know if I can handle that close. Does it when you're that close? I don't know. Like, what's the GNR crowd like? You know what? So, you know what? Here we're, we're at the beginning. Then when it's so easy hits, are you getting smushed? Like, what is it? What's the? What is it like? No, I mean, so as the night goes on, people do try to get ahead of you. Uh, but I mean, my first pit experience was El Paso, and I was like, I, I, I got to try to pit at least once, right? I was like, I'll hang in the back, no big deal. We got in and said, screw it, I'm going for the rail. I did the rail in El Paso and San Antonio. It's a totally different experience, especially in 2017 with the catwalk. When you're right there and there's Axel and like Duff right above you, it's a totally different experience. Like you owe it to yourself to do it at least once. Yeah, I, that's why the Axel DC at MSG will always be like, I, I don't know if another concert could be that because there was the catwalk. I mean, and I had never been that close, you know, so it was, it was, it was something else, but I, I get not having the catwalk now. I mean, it, it really is a tone well, down. It's now. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it doesn't bother me too much, but I guess, yeah, if you were used to that, 
you know, and yeah. now it's a kind of a different experience. It's still being that close, but still. Oh, no, no complaining. I'm just saying it's a different experience. But I mean, no, I get it. The, the stage itself was a little further back. I'm sure it was because of COVID, but I got no complaints. It was, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better night. It was awesome. So then what for you, what were the highlights? We all know. Uh, yeah, there are some changes in the set list now. I don't want to hear that they don't, but we all know the beginning and the end. But when it's so easy hits, what were some of the highlights for you throughout the, the set list? Spoiler alert, uh, okay. Scotto. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd never heard of Sir Lies, so obviously I was, I was waiting to hear that. That was awesome. I mean, I got no complaints. Everything was great. Um, I, I love the Southers, and I know Southers mixed reviews, but I love I love both bands, you know, and that's, I mean, I see it as um, Velvet Revolver's three-fifths GNR. That's how I look at it, you know. So I love that that's in there. Um, I love that they slip Madagascar in the encore. I, I can, to me, better at Madagascar never get old. I can listen to those songs forever. Is it, how does it feel seeing Slash play those songs? Because uh, it was just the anniversary of uh, their 2002 VMA performance. And th that was, I mean, you know what? I'll, I'll ask, where were you? Where were you? you know, when it, it's kind of one of those GNR things. You, you remember where you were. Right? I do remember. It's not a great story. I was living at home. I was at college, living at my parents' house, sitting on the couch, watching the VMAs. I remember getting so when when they came out being so excited and I love GNR. I don't take this the wrong way, but it was not a great performance. I mean, I, I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the biggest Axel defenders <laughs> in the world. But yeah, hey, I, at least they were on. And, and I... Oh, Philip, are you freezing? Oh no, uh, Phil, he froze in a yeah, very uh, uh, <laughs> unfortunate situation. Frame. I want to get his thoughts on that. That was. <laughs> I know. So you know what? Oh, he's back. I think now. Yeah. Or he just moved. That's okay. Phil, uh, <laughs> that's Zoom. That's the way it is. Uh, Let me just connect. Sorry. All good, buddy. All good. I, I I could pause it and make it like live radio or make it like a podcast, but I like it to be like live radio. Um, I mean, I already told my story of, you know, I won't go into it. I mean, because I certainly was like, a, I don't want to call myself a loser, but I was not great with the ladies growing up. I was very shy. Uh, but at this particular time, during the VMAs, I was being amorous with my, my then girlfriend and we both stopped to watch. Like we were that big of GNR fans that we stopped. <laughs> so I, I, I probably Sorry, said guys. too much. No, that that's all right. I was going over my uh, TMI story of, I don't know if you remember, I shared it early on in the podcast. Where my story, I <laughs> yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess, cause I, I just don't want to, I'm not that guy. Oh, I like to brag. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's factual. Like we were, and just we heard Jimmy Fallon go Guns N' Roses, and we we're like, what? <laughs> just to put it, you know, mildly. And yeah, it wasn't uh, a great. Uh, it wasn't a great performance, but at that time, I don't think until somebody pointed it out, like Pat Oswalt, the comedian. I, and then becoming a part of the community, I didn't break down break down Axel's performances like that. Like I just, it was Guns N' Roses, and I enjoyed it. And no, I, I, was happy to see him. I was more bummed that like nothing came for a long time. I was like, Oh, we got, he's back in where'd he go? I was like, sure. Uh, so Phil, and there's a reason why I'm bringing up this date. So where were you now? Uh, when, uh, that happened in 2000. So I was living in Brooklyn at the time. And, uh, and I had been listening to the rock and Rio, uh, you know, set list for, for, for a while since then. So I was super stoked when they started playing Madagascar after welcome to jungle and, yeah. Um, never forget it. Never I forget it. And yeah. 
I think it was the 29th, I want to say, of August. So it's August 29th of 2002 is when it happened. But the reason I bring it up now, I mean, it's also cool to just talk about that with you guys. Uh, that at that time, the first time I heard Madagascar, I remember saying to my then girlfriend, I'm like, what is this song? I'm like, is this a weird version of November Rain? Just because it was slowed down, you know, there's a lot of keys. And she's like, this is November Rain. I'm like, what is this? I, I, I was really a noob, as, as the nerds say. I didn't really understand, you know, didn't know about Chinese democracy so much yet. That's when it all started, maybe. Uh, was That's where I saw Buckethead playing. This weird yeah, guy, Robin Fink. Say that again, Mike. I'm sorry, that was the first time I ever saw Buckethead. And I was like, who's that tall guy? With the, with the bucket. <laughs> like what? Like is that Slash? Like wait, why is he dressed like that? Because they both had the, the big bushy hair. You know, I I didn't understand it. And and do they go from that? We all again. That's the point of bringing it up now. We all remember that performance. Whatever you think about it, and to where we are now, that Slash is playing Madagascar. What? <laughs> so is, is yeah. it? It's still hard. And I'm honest. I became such a buckethead fan. And those, and you listen, that's what music is. You, you fall in love with the way it's played. It's just weird. It's, it's different for me hearing Slash play that. Whereas I like when he does what he did on Absurd or what he did on Silkworms. But hearing him play This I Love, I don't know. I, I prefer the original solo. So I'm just curious what you guys think. Oh, this I Love, I'm with you on that. I remember in 2016, Slash, when he played the solo, he, he hit it pretty close. But then on the on the later legs, he kind of just kind of strummed through it, and I yeah, mean, like, kinda, I just that kinda, Robin Thing solo. It's just you can't. Uh, I just love that solo. I'm sorry, I didn't catch up. Oh no, no, go. Yeah, I agree with you. Robin Fink solo on this I love is my favorite solo on the album, and you know, it's yeah, it's really hit or miss with Slash on that solo, and and maybe that's why it's not in the set list anymore. I don't know, but maybe. But if I I love. You know, Slash and Duff playing the Chinese democracy stuff. I'd absolutely be fine with them just doing Chinese democracy front to back with this lineup. And then that'd be the show. So, <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I never I thought would. about that, Philip. Yeah. Like, why have they not played Screw to Dreams? To me, it's like User Illusion 2 ish, and Slash could play it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, that, that would be my number one request of songs they haven't played would be Screw to Dreams because that's those, the Buckethead solo, the Fink solo. Oh my God, dude. Like, yeah, you're, I think you do great on that one. So you're right because um, that's a song I never heard live. I would love to hear that live. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite favorites on the record. And yeah, yeah to, to have this band because it goes back to I guess my point of why he was playing such long. Uh, oh, you know, I, this was a separate conversation. I had sometimes my conversation conversations mixed. The Axel, I, I believe that he pre-COVID while he was doing like three and a half hour shows. I mean, he's always a showman. But I feel like he's just trying to make up for lost time. Like, and he just wants to like squeeze as much GNR out for all of us to enjoy what we can. I, I that's, I don't know that's my fanboy, uh, you know, thought of like why. Uh, but I it's <laughs> right. Like, is yeah. it because it's it's just like why? But it's just like Sorry, now. No, that's okay. <laughs> Better off with my cats. I, I made sure uh, my cat GB had enough treats because he's the one that likes to walk over my mixer. You know, oh, for some reason, he always hits the button that shuts off the sound. There's like 500 buttons behind me. He hits the one every freaking time that I can't hear. <laughs> Why, dude? Why? 
Uh, so I even forget what my, my, my point was, but Mike, did you uh, give us like your, your highlights? Cause I think that's where we, we started with this. Uh, your, your favorite songs that you, Oh, well, uh, Oh, Phil, Phil was on pause, but we'll, we'll go back to, yeah. cause I want to go back to this band playing Chinese democracy and cool things like that. But Mike, did you give us your, Oh, by the way, did you prefer Mike or Michael? I don't want to assume. I don't want to get too fresh. Doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Matter at all. all right. MD. So, <laughs> all right. What, what were your, your highlights then? What were your, well, other say, than absurd? absurd in Madagascar. I mean, all the appetite songs. I mean, I always love, I mean, they're on every set list, but I love rocket queen. I love night train. Paradise City is always bittersweet because it's awesome, but you know the show is over. So, I mean, it kind of sucks at the same time. <laughs> I I like that. It, it's yeah. very true. Because even when the show is very long, it's like, damn, it's over. Like, you know that's over. <laughs> so, Philip, back to you. with uh, I, And I like your idea of this band. I mean, this, imagine that. Guns N' Roses would do that. Before Appetite, before User Illusion, which is the 30th anniversary this year, Let's play Chinese democracy front to back. That's what this band will do. Right for all the GNR nerds like us. Yeah. Uh, I know. They just do, you know, you hear I'll rumors. A whole album. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the spaghetti incident front to back. I'm down. <laughs> I would love it too. We all would love it. But I don't know. It's curious. You know what? Uh, maybe I'll get your perspective on this, Philip. We're obviously in the certain percentile of Guns N' Roses fans' knowledge and everything. But when you go to these shows, yeah, Michael, you're with Margo and all those other diehards. But I'm talking about really look around the other fans. I mean, wouldn't you say the majority of the people there are just like the average rock fan that doesn't Unfortunately, know? Unfortunately, you are right, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't Not know. In the seating area, yeah, you're right, yeah. I think, and I've said I believe that dictates the set list. You know, with songs that we're sick of, the majority of people aren't. You know, that's right. kind of in radio. So, what was the vibe like there? Was it, so I wanted to know that you answered one of the questions that it was a lot of what most shows are the diehards go, but it's full of you know uh, just rock fans all over. So uh, was it this, how I've experienced where it's young kids to old people? What was the what was the uh, the personnel like? I guess of the I, it was audience. pretty multi generational. Like yeah, you know, I mean, this music stood the test of time. So it's been really it's really cool to see you know, parents and the kids go, but I think the energy was really high in the show uh, just because it was for a lot of people in Vegas, it was the first time seeing a concert in God knows how long. And uh, it was, it was awesome. Anything uh, regarding COVID that, that, that they had? Uh, oh, so Allegiant is um, for the Raiders games. You have to show proof of vaccination and wear a mask during the game. But uh, this, the show had been on sale for so long already that uh, they just said you had to wear a mask, but nobody was really, you know, like uh, policing it or anything. A couple of security people were, but it wasn't, people were pretty much unmasked. They kind of were in the pit because I remember like, they would yell at you about a mask on, like the girl next to me, she kept taking hers off. She got yelled a couple of times. Okay. Me, I had mine like down here, but they didn't say anything to me. Right. Well, maybe if you're that close to Axel, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I was just going to say when, if you're maybe, if you're that close in proximity to somebody, you know, if, as a, as, like it really makes that much of a difference, I guess, whether you're in a seat or you're, I mean, uh, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> to get access. When you sing every song, you don't get Axel sick. <laughs> Mike, if you got Axel COVID, oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I know, right? <laughs> right. But um, going back to the audience, yeah, it's, it's, it's a general audience that's just waiting for, you know, you could be mine and sweet child of mine, November rain, all that stuff. So, so what were your personal highlights? What were you, uh, what, what were your uh, I thought, I thought the, uh, that night's version of Chinese democracy was a real burner. Um, double chalk and jives slashes solo was unbelievable. And kind of like the second part of the slow version of you're crazy, which Axel just turned it up and blew up the mic. Um, those were some of my, my favorite things of the show for sure. Cool. So then who did you go with? Cause you were telling me off the air or I forget if it was off the air on the air. I don't even know where I am anymore. It's, it's, yeah. it's the apocalypse. So you're lucky. I'm, I'm able to speak, which sometimes is debatable. You, your wife doesn't like Guns N' Roses. So what is your wife like then musically? She doesn't like uh, pop. I mean, we saw Usher a couple of weeks ago, stuff like that. So do you, do you bond on anything? Is there any band or artist you bond on? Uh, not really. Like, it's weird. I was thinking about this prior to the podcast. I, I rarely, my friendship connections are rarely because of music. Um, and I don't know why that is, but I, I prime, pretty much go to the shows by myself. I don't, spe mm. specifically with Guns N' Roses, I don't want to go with a casual fan when they're playing Catcher in the Rye and they're like, what the fuck is this? And I don't want to hear that shit. So, <laughs> you know, so I, I just want to go by myself and have the experience you know, I'm not going to go to the bathroom. I'm not getting a beer. I'm j I just want to see the show and just enjoy it for myself. I don't want, yeah, any of that other stuff. So I rarely go with friends. Um, there's a couple of people um, who are bigger GNR fans that you know, they'll fly to Vegas, like my friend Jimmy uh, from Seattle. But otherwise, I'm going by myself pretty much every time. All the residency shows in Hard Rock, I went by myself. Um, I just don't want to. I just don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I like you, Philip. Uh, Michael, I had, because you went by yourself too. So yeah. is it kind of, do you, do you feel how Philip's feeling? Do you, do you just not like want to go with anybody else or? Oh, no, I just, I, oh, th these tickets are kind of pricey. So, I mean, you, you, you start getting pit tickets and yeah, dates get very expensive, but I mean, um, I love to go to any kind of show, honestly. And my, my attitude is that if I waited for someone to join me, I would never go. So I mean, I want to see everything I can see. You know, we all, we could all die tomorrow. I want to see, okay, if I die tomorrow, okay, I, Rest in peace. I saw Gina 11 times, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> I like you too, Michael. Look at this. I, you were the right guys to, to, to do this, to do this episode of, uh, of Vegas. Anything else that, that stood out to you, I guess, from this show? I mean, I saw, uh, I think Sebastian Bach was there. I saw Eddie Trunk and uh, Chris Jericho was double fisting some beards and getting mobbed. So oh, was, they, were, they were just sitting in regular seats, like all those guys. So it was kind of weird. I saw Jericho was in Vegas, but I didn't see anything posted at GNR. That's yeah, he was uh, double fisting two beers, just kind of walking, and everyone's trying to get a selfie with him. And then, uh, yeah, he was kind of uh, maybe first two rows behind the pit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because that's funny. I'm actually going the Jericho cruise. I, I went the last time going this one in October. And actually, it's a kind of GNR segue. Paradise Kitty's playing three shows in that show. The all-female <laughs> tribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're great. We've had Rachel Ryan and um, Genocide, which it yeah. took me a second to be like, oh, Genocide. I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> both just just great, you know, great people. Yeah. Uh, and and hopefully, I've invited them or Michael. Maybe you want to play, uh, you know, grease the wheel a little bit. I will. Obviously, everybody and their mother wants to interview Chris Jericho. I mean, I've started to get wrestlers on the show. Come on, let's. Let's go. Uh, Let's Drew, Drew McIntyre, I listened to that one. That was a good one, dude. That blew me away. 
I, I shot out to Drew McIntyre because the show what an awesome dude he is. I mean, he, he didn't have to follow me on Twitter. I mean, I don't, I'm not like that because I've heard other radio people ask who they've interviewed to follow them on social media. Bro, I, I don't even like asking my friends to follow me. You know, I, I just can't do that. So the fact that he followed me and yeah, you guys know probably since you're, you're fans of the podcast, thank you, uh, that my, my, my Twitter was suspended for sharing my own concert videos. Live and learn, I guess. Uh, but I am just trying to get that back. You know, whatever I can do to get that back, obviously the amount of followers that I lost. And thankfully, you know, I'm not too popular where I, you know, it's like some insurmountable number. But I refollowed Drew McIntyre and you can only DM him if you follow each other. So I couldn't DM him and saying like, you know, maybe like, hey, can you follow me? I just responded to one of his tweets and he followed me back. That's cool. So thank you, Drew. You know, so I have a, he's a fan for life. I liked him before, you know, but I'm always going to be rooting for him to win the, the championship. So uh, <laughs> right on. So, yeah. So and also um, he's also friends with Paradise Kitty. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. So Dolph Ziggler. He was at the, at the Kitty show I went to in Arizona. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler. He actually tweeted yesterday, um, and I didn't get a response from him. Oh, this is a nice also little segue you guys will appreciate. So he tweeted the lyrics of Get in the Ring, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he would be perfect on this show. You guys know it. Like He would be so fun to talk on the roses with. And, you know, sometimes it's Twitter. People, Some celebrities respond, some don't. So Duff was, was it at the Vegas show? What was Duff wearing at the Vegas show? What, what shirt was he wearing? Do you remember? I, uh, I'd say I checked my pictures, but my, my phone's on the camera. He was <laughs> on black. I can't remember what it said. I don't know. I can't remember. It was, yeah, it was just a black shirt with uh, some white logo. I don't remember. But it wasn't the iced T-shirt, was it? No. No, no, no. I remember now. It was, um, it was the Ran- John Rambo mugshot. <sighs> okay. By the way, very subtle. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtle shout outs to the T-shirt wearing of this band. Like, that's always just like, what T-shirt are they wearing today? The Axel shirt, he had like a blue Rolling Stones at the very end when he changed. Mm, Okay. That was pretty nice. Yeah, oh, yeah, I did see pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and and also side note, I, I, too many side notes. You guys uh, got me talking GNR. I love it. On a a GNR podcast. Uh, I don't want to get too distracted. So going back to Paradise Kitty, I was trying to re- retrace my steps. Oh, yeah. So with Ice-T, somebody sent uh, him a picture of Duff wearing an Ice-T shirt. I and, saw that, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and Duff retweeted it. He's because they've been friends forever. If you listen to any of those Ernie C interviews, he talks about the friendship, not just with him and, and Duff, but, you know, uh, Duff and Ice-T. And I commented on Ice, would love to talk to you about Guns N' Roses one day on a podcast. And he liked it. The Hookers and Blow, they covered um, Body Count on it. Oh, did they? Yeah, they covered um, The Winner Lose, The Winners Lose. Okay. That's cool. But, (laughs) I I mean, Ice-T liked my tweet. So, I I mean, it's not as cool as covering a song, but (laughs) he acknowledged my existence. Uh, (laughs) So, (laughs) sorry. Your smile, Phil, is getting to me. You're so happy to be here. You say I'm super happy to be here. I never talk with Guns N' Roses with anybody. So, this is awesome. I was like, save it for air. He's like, my wife doesn't understand me. My brother, he's like, got me into it. <laughs> so wait, but, uh, where's your so brother I, then? Did he want to be a, how come he didn't go with your brother? If he got you into the podcast? I, well, he, he listens to podcasts more than I do. Um, 
And yeah, I don't know. I, I'd love he I'm sure he would love to be on. He subscribes. He's been texting me nonstop throughout this uh <laughs> This episode, because I sent him a screenshot of just us on, on Zoom. He wants to discuss uh, best GNR ballots. <laughs> and he's already given me a top five. <laughs> What's his top five? Just we can do a top five. Five, he said, don't cry. Four, he said, patience. Three is one in a million. Uh, two is November rain and one was estranged. Okay. Yeah. I'll let his top five rain. Because I mean... I, I, I like that. We'll, we'll occasionally do that. I mean, I do that for social media, top, whatever, your favorites. Right. But I want to make sure his top. And one in a million, I like your response. It's like, yeah. We, I mean, speaking of episodes I've done, uh, especially the one with Roberta Friedman where we spoke about it, it's a great, musically a great song. Obviously, the lyrics are questionable. I will always err on the side of it's Axel t- telling a story with very yeah. harsh words. I don't, he does, he is not a racist. You know, anybody you speak to, including Roberta Freeman or Ernie Sieg or any of the Afro-American people who've been on the show, you know, say how he treats them. You know, anybody, women, like it's the Axel you read about is not the Axel I hear about. And it's not just on the pine. I don't get it off the air. I don't. Including yeah. from Doug, who I'm writing the book with. Like, I just I don't hear it. So uh, that that's I will always. I don't maybe want to defend one million in the public with the general Guns N' Roses fan because that just might be a losing battle. But with you guys here, at least right now, you know, I, I think it's just it's like reading a book. Just oh, it's the perspective of a young kid from Indiana who's like, the world's new to him. You know, that's that's how I take it. You know, that's how I do, too. So but if you're Roberta, say, you know, what, I, I don't want somebody who's not representative of the people. You know, it's talking about it. OK, sure. You know, but. <laughs> I think that's the, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> we, we've I guess we've had. Right. Shout out to my brother for that. Uh, yeah. Also, if you could choose one Gino song to play for the next show, any any song, what would you what would you guys want to hear? Well, Michael, you said Sweeter Dreams, correct? Sweeter Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear, you know, pretty I think pretty tied up at this point. Just be able to sing along to it is something yeah. I, I want to be that's able a good to choice. do. Yeah, it's the songs that I've always sung along to, you know, whether it's on, on a CD or it's off Napster or now off Spotify or iHeart, whatever. I just want the opportunity to sing along with them, you know, and it's just not yet, not yet, but I'm not going to complain. I mean, who would have thought as we spoke about 2002 in this episode, who thought we would be here at, at all? So I'm not going to you know, take anything really for, for, for granted. I'm just trying to think. Did I leave anything else on the table, like side stories? I don't think so, because I, I, I spoke about uh, Dolph Ziggler, because I want to get him on the show. That would be great. I'm just trying to, because I, I know you guys, you're, <laughs> Phil, his, his smile is getting to me. Sorry. <laughs> don't, don't apologize. It's, <laughs> I love it. It's, 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 uh, I'm feeding off it, but it's, 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 uh, it's making me smile. It's contagious. So if you want to follow on, on YouTube and see Philip's uh, smile. <laughs> um, Michael, did it bother you that there was no pyro in the show? Nah, not at all. Oh, sorry, my alarm's going off. Um, no one says that, right? No one cares. Uh, I mean, I missed. I only missed. I only missed it, I guess, during. Um, I only noticed it wasn't there during. Um, live and let die. Yeah, but no, it didn't bother me at all. I mean, yeah, and then even the confetti for Paradise City. But sorry, right. I didn't realize that he just mentioned. Honestly, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, and I, so I love the fact that you both went by yourselves in your meeting here. So then, uh, Michael, where does this rank for you? You said you saw, you've seen 11 shows? Yeah. 
experience wise, it was pretty damn good. Cause I mean, I, I, I even caught Duff's wristband. That was awesome. So the oh, experience wow. wise, I want to say it ranks one or two, but as far as the set list, I got to give it to the forum show because they played eight Chinese democracy songs at night. It was almost four hours and they broadcast on Sirius. So I got some audio of it, but I mean, as far as overall fun experience, it's top notch. So, I mean, I can't say anything bad about it. Wow. That's awesome. Good for you, yeah. man. If there a show, if there was a show I regret not going to, it was that forum show in 2017. Like, yeah, that, was- that set list was just, yeah, amazing. What about you, uh, Philip? How, how many shows have you been to total? Oh, God. I mean, probably with the residency shows, probably 30. <laughs> wow. So, and Mike bows out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. And it's not trying to. No, say, say a, it. If I could, I would have. This band means so much to me, and I just want to see him as much as possible. So, And also, Philip's first time was 91. Yeah. Right. So that's that's you know I, for me I can I have an excuse I was eight I, I think I saw the uh, oh I got it. I saw the Ninja Turtles on Radio City when the they're coming out of their shells tour I think that was as far as my concert uh, <laughs> yeah I saw it in D, at the Pager Center Virginia yeah you did <laughs> yes. a, awesome how old of a dude though if you don't mind me asking how old of a dude are you Mike I'm 39 oh all right so I'll be. 38 in, in, right. in a week. Uh, Philip, what about you? I'm a bit older. I'm 44. So I was 15 when I think I was 15 when that show in 91. And it took a lot to beg my parents to go because, you know, strict Asian parents and come from Boston. Rock shows are not necessarily the, the top of the list for their kids to, to go to. And just uh, super thankful they, they let it happen. And it was amazing. I'm glad you stuck with it. You know, yeah. and just like you're, you're not going to deny my fandom. I'm going to be on appetite for distortion in, in 30 years or whatever. Oh, this is the highlight of my my GNR existence. Oh, I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. So where, you know, it doesn't have to rank one or two. Like I get it. Where does this rank for you? This I think uh, this to show? me probably top ten, lower lower tier top ten, just because mm. you know it was my first real show in, in two years. I mean, never. Who would have thought? It would be at Allegiant Stadium and just the energy of the crowd. Um, so that's that's really what what kind of stuck out for me. I mean, uh, getting in the show was a pain in the ass, but as soon as the music starts, it was it was great. That's awesome. And that's what I'm, I've been getting from these reviews. It's I'm not going, am I saying this off the air? Be like, I'm not a GNR homer. Being like, make sure you give them a good review. Don't say this. Don't say that. I'm like, be honest about your time. And. Uh, everyone's saying they they have a great time. And I think I also tweeted this on the new Twitter at the AFD podcast that the people who make fun of Axel or GNR are the ones that spell Axel with an E, whether before <laughs> or after the L. Like just, it's three letters. He's been famous for decades. So, uh, don't blame voice to text. Don't blame spell check. Fix it. <laughs> if you want to insult <laughs> Axel, A-X-L. That's it. But the people who go are having great times. Yeah. You know, and, and those who have been to several shows, Mike, 11 is nothing to sneeze at. I'm one who's supposed, I host a GNR podcast. I've been to seven, you know, I think seven. Uh, and and Philip, you know, it's, it's funny. You say 30 uh, because Michael, you brought up before, her name is uh, Margo. She runs that great fan spot on, on yeah. Facebook. That I was her 99 show, with, uh, the Vegas one. I was about she to say. 
she I, I i i i sometimes ask her about like hey do you have any fan recommend she goes to all these shows any recommendations about people who want to do these reviews and she mentioned you know I, i'm approaching 100 but there are people who are just well past her you know if i have the means you know if i grateful dead this band sure i would do that so i i've talked about that hopefully all the atlantic city show goes down in price well, let me see if I can give this person a shout out too. Uh, Lori Martini, who is a Q1043 listener, as a, she heard me on the air. I don't talk much when I'm there. I'm just a producer. Uh, but whenever Guns N' Roses is played, they, they talk to me. So this week, we're actually giving away tickets to the Atlantic City show, which I believe also include a stay at the Hard Rock. Oh, nice. Very cool. So she heard... Um, Jim Kerr talking to me. He's the, he's the host of the show in the radio hall of fame and, you know, about the podcast and everything. He's like, you, you know, are you excited? You know, uh, for today we're giving away Guns N' Roses tickets. Can I win them? No, well, I'm kind of excited. I'm excited for the listen. <laughs> so what we did was there's something every Monday that we just play a song backwards for maybe like five seconds. And we put in, it's so easy. And it was gotten pretty quick. It, it's so easy was it's so easy. But uh, Lori f- found me on Facebook, uh, Facebook slash at the AFD show. Uh, she found me at Facebook. I heard just heard you on cue. You know, I'm so frustrated. I'm trying to win tickets. I can never get through me and my friend Beth. You know, we just saw them in Jersey, but I'm like, I'm, I'm five foot and I couldn't see over anybody. Uh, I, I keep trying. She's calling at the same time. I'm like, keep trying. You know, if I, if I stumble upon tickets, I will let you know. And today I wake up to a message that she won them this morning from Q104. Nice. So that makes me feel good. So that's something else to us radio people really like. The people that really want to win. Not just the people who call up, hey, what did I call in for? Who are just like here, win now, and they just call. There are those people. Where did I win? What did I win tickets to again? No, no, no. No, congratulations, Lori. And you know, congratulations, you guys. You know, I, I love this. That's why I want to see go to Atlantic City. That's why I want to maybe go to Baltimore is to meet more people like you. And it's such a great vibe. And while this apocalypse, this bullshit is going on around us, you know, it's what a world we're living in. And uh, thankfully, you know, GNR touring, you know, uh, there was maybe some worry that Mammoth wouldn't be allowed back on the tour with uh, with COVID. But GNR was very cool from what I understand was with them. Get home. They get some rest to where, you know, just the band, everyone get tested and then come back, you know, in a week. Yeah, I was bummed. I was like, God, I hope they make it back in time for Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're still trekking along as people continue to cancel. And uh, everyone just, I want everyone just to be as safe as they can. I know the mask thing is hard. Um, maybe it made me, I, I didn't mind wearing my mask as much because it was a Guns N' Roses mask. They may sound so stupid. Well, I like your hair, by the way. Uh, Thank you, Michael. It's custom. That's oh, awesome. Okay. You have the the GNR uh, old school Chinese democracy with the uh, the stars above it on a mask. Yeah. I like that. Very cool. That's what I wear tonight. Good. And and that's and I have that appetite for uh, vaccination. Uh, oh, that's awesome. That was. I always got to give credit, and even eventually, Guns N' Roses and Fernando themselves gave credit, I believe, to Franz and Roses. Yes, the cross is the original cross, but Franz photoshopped all the masks on them, and GNR even retweeted it or shared it, which they rarely do with fans. Uh, but somebody on Amazon was making it, 
And I told Franz about this. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if it's still there. It's actually a good mask. It really is. It's like, well, that's it's, the moment that I've updated cross of Melissa and Disney and everyone on there. No, it's just okay. a regular, it's just the actual cross with their masks. And it says appetite for vaccination across the top and the bottom. I would get up and share it, but it might be being in, in the wash or, you know, just put up a bandana over and it's like, you're doing like guns and roses cosplay in a way, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Wearing a, <laughs> wearing a mask sucks. It does. And I'm telling you free COVID people are gross. Okay. Somebody yeah. who's not like I take the subway often, especially not now. I never take it, but when I did, or just people in, in New York, I'm sorry, maybe people in Vegas are different. People are disgusting. They sneeze. My my fiance, she'll never listen. She, I don't understand her concept of sneezing. It's like my cat. She is just, <laughs> it just like lets it go, you know? So we outside our hallway, like outside our door, it's just a hallway of just like our apartment condo complex. And when she, she'll throw out the garbage, she goes to sneeze, it echoes. Roo, 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 achoo, achoo. It's just cover your mouth. So my, and she is, wears a mask, she vaccinated everyone, but she's just, I don't know why she doesn't do that. So there are people like that that exist. So wear a mask if you can, as long as, you know, Guns Roses, let them keep touring because obviously it's bringing a lot of uh, good memories to people. So um, let, me, let me ask this as I got to wrap up soon. As I'm going to keep this real, I'm going to interview with Eric Martin from Mr. Big. That's coming up. Uh, Also, yeah, it's going to be very cool. I want to be with him. I'm not going to make that joke with him. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to make that joke. I got it out now. I got it out now. But I want to ask of uh, fans who come on. I'll start with you, Michael, uh, since you're the one playing a little bit of a show and tell here with your shirt, your uh, dyslexic set less behind you in the zoom that's the filter that's all it is <laughs> <laughs> what is your your favorite piece of guns N' roses memorabilia well i don't do tattoos count or... sure yeah i got a chinese dragon with the oh, teen arms, so. are you able to show it or is it uh, and a little hairy but yeah <laughs> oh, whatever oh damn <laughs> the green i i can get it the green screen took it away a little bit but that's still very cool you know, well, I, mean, I, I like unique stuff. I figured, like, I mean, every I figured everyone has a notebook logo, so I want to do something different. And plus, I don't think color link would look good on me, so that's why I stuck with the black and white. I I respect that thinking too, because I think I may have shown at some time before. I don't know if I could do it now, but my first tattoo was. Let me know. Shout out my ear if you can hear it, because I got to turn away from the. You can see okay. it. I got to turn away from the mic. Oh yeah, well you can kind of see it. Use your illusion, boy. Oh yeah, shoulder blade. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I see, see the head. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's badass. So I, I got I got that when I was twenty one. It's faded. I mean, it's still a little bit has the red about it uh, in it because of November Rain being my favorite song, whatever. Uh, and at some point, to be different, I will. Yeah, everyone gets to use your illusion thing. I will get the boy in the right on the right shoulder blade, but I would like to make like the across the sh- uh, the back or the shoulder blades and tying into the shoulders like scenic. Like November rain, like a, like a rain, uh, you know, kind of a, I don't know, like an atmosphere kind of situation, you know, that kind of encapsulates that that song or maybe like a desert scene or, or just something that, that surrounds it. But I get that. Yeah, because there are a lot of people, it's interesting, and no disrespect to them, but when they get the same, same uh, exact tattoo. Exactly. You know, that's always, I mean, that's cool. That's definitely cool. But I, I, I don't know. That's uh, not for me, I guess. Uh, so you—that's your favorite piece of memorabilia. Then 
Philip, what's your favorite piece? So my first job out of school, uh, I got hired by Guitar World Magazine. And one of the biggest things for me was going to go to the NAMM show, to meet Slash. <laughs> um, and so uh, I brought the cassette that my brother and I played nonstop uh, growing up. And he signed, uh, he signed the cassette itself and the, and, the, uh, and the sleeve. And that's my most prized possession for sure. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, so I, I had to adjust this question, I think, because when you ask favorite song, people are like, oh, favorite song. So what's your favorite song today, Philip? What's your favorite Gun Gosh. Rosa song today? <laughs> All it is, is today. Uh, what are you feeling? Today, I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling there was a time. I love the solo, love the song. I wish they were still in the set list. Um, that's what I'm feeling today. That's something too. And now go back to what we were speaking about before, you know, whether it's songs you want to hear live. And also when I was saying for me, it's a little weird. I'll keep, I'll use that word to hear slash play other people's solos and the, those buckethead solos. It's just, man, I don't know. That needs to be played exactly like the record. And if it's yeah. not, that's going to be ruined for me. And that's just, I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. Uh, I agree. And if I were to be a little critical of, uh, that show at Allegiant was uh, Slash's solo and better um, was probably not the best. <laughs> that was probably my only minus in the show. All right. You're allowed to have it. This is uh, yes. America still, I think. <laughs> uh, Michael, what about you? What's your favorite song today? What do you feel? Today? This is because I got off work this morning. And I was listening to um, GM, um, Live Air in my car, but the live version of Rocket Queen, they extended this because I play a little bass, I'm still learning, but I just I can listen to it all day. I I like it. Okay, it's also a, a unique That's answer. That's a badass song on bass. Yeah, it is. Okay, keep us updated with your progress. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Philip, Michael, this was really fun. I I. I I can do radio. I've just put through the, I'm not going to bore you guys with another one of my stories, but I've just been put through the ringer in my career. And I've gotten to a point where I believe I can do radio with anybody. However, there are people who make it easier, of course. And you guys made it really easy today. You're both really cool. You're obviously very passionate fans. And I can't thank you enough, not just for listening to the podcast and being fans. Again, this is just crazy to me that people actually enjoy what I'm doing. It's uh, it's very flattering, but that's just me and my, I'm going to see my therapist tomorrow. So we'll, I'll talk about it with her tomorrow. Uh, but for you guys to, to volunteer, Mike on you on Facebook, Philip, uh, you on Instagram, it just, it makes me feel good. And it's why I can continue to do it. So just, uh, I wanted to make sure I, I said that again. So thank you both for, for everything. You know? Thank you for all you do. I mean, the, the, the work that you put in the guests that you've had on, I don't know if I said this on air off air, but unbelievable and it, i think it's essential gnr information now it's it's just part of the history and and yeah keep doing it man it's just unbelievable thank you, you know, i agree man it's like it's like you're the you're like the professor and you have the guest lecture and every week it's brain this week and it'll be it'll be someone else next week <laughs> yeah, i i do my best uh it hasn't been brain in a while and i know it, it those who listen it's it's interesting to try to navigate this Guns N' Roses world about who you can talk to and what you can talk to them about. I mean, that's also on top of how difficult it is just in general to do interviews with rock stars or authors or actors or whatever. But it's, I've been very lucky. I don't take anything for granted. The fact that I get to speak to Eric Martin in 20 minutes and I get to speak to Jerry Cantrell tomorrow, 
Matt Sorum again uh, in the future is is amazing, but it's also equally uh, incredible to have people like you, you know, from El Paso, Texas, from from Vegas. Yeah, I, I know you're from Boston, whatever. Uh, but you know, from Vegas and all different countries, reach out to me wanting to talk about Guns and Roses. So that's just kind of been uh, the best part of doing this uh, Guns and Roses themed bar mitzvah party for broadcast. So uh, thanks, guys. Uh, that'll do it then for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. Remember, uh, as we approach number 300, I'll put it out there. Fernando, let's talk, man. If I had a, a child, I would buy him those. Uh, I would buy him 10 Guns N' Roses trucks. I would read to him uh, the Sweet Child of Mine book every night. But I don't have a kid. I can't. I have no use of those things now. So I, it's all, all love here. So, yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So we'll see what happens as we continue our, our march towards 300 and beyond on this. Uh, as we look at life through guns and rose colored glasses, one of my stupid phrases. Uh, so when are you going to see the next episode? Who's the next guest going to be? You know, I, I named a few, but when are you going to see it? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it. I don't know if soon is a word. security, I'm going home.